0: Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. Tonight I want to continue with uh, the message I titled, "The Word." of God revealed. The word revealed. The word revealed. You can see all over. Sometimes when I go out, uh, them some years back, I, I went to, uh, the dome, one of the domes. I don't know if it's Toyota center and, uh, I had that place was packed, packed with people just to hear words of motivation to help them in life and they paid for it i mean the place was packed somebody paid for me and uh, i listened to the person speak and I, everything he was saying I, I know that that's in the word okay i know what you're talking about it's right there in the word god's already talked about it why, why am i here i should have been reading my word okay He's telling me what's already in the Word. And unbelievers are paying to go there and listen to the Word of God spoken without Jesus being mentioned, without God. And they're happy to pay. Here we are with the Word of God. And "Ah, that's nice. The Word of God can change our lives. It's changed my life. It's changed my life for over 40 years. Uh, don't try to calculate. Okay? <laughs> okay, my wife's not here, so I can speak. <laughs> but I got saved in 1975. I got saved there in 1975, and uh, God's been good. God's been good. It was tough starting afresh. To looking at your life, not knowing what the future uh, held for me, and wondering what was going to happen if I was going to be able to hold on to Jesus, you know, I'd hold on to Jesus till the end, and all of that, and all the doubts, starting afresh, new to us, but God's word has been faithful. They could tell the word of God transformed my life. My life was changed. My outlook to life changed it was an amazing thing before i received christ i was wondering can i let go of some of these things i love them so much how can i let go of this life will be boring what would you do sit home reading the bible every day and praying well, what would you do it's gonna be a boring life never had something more exciting it's so exciting a life you know i talked about it and i didn't know what i was doing But Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father in heaven. And I thought to myself, I like my name mentioned in heaven every day. So I'm going to look for somebody to talk to about Jesus. and, and, And they ask hard questions. And I go back and look. Uh, tomorrow i'll come back and answer your question okay and then go back and search the scriptures find where that was memorize it go back to them and then share with them but i didn't know that it's a double edged sword when you share it's also changing your life and he's changed my life and i want to encourage you stick with the word of god there's nothing more there's scripture here. I have seven things I want to share with you. First of all, God does everything he does through his word. God does nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing without his word. Let me put it another way. God cannot do anything outside his word. God is not able to do anything And I'm going to prove that to you from scriptures. God is not able to do anything without his word. We must understand that. Yes, God, he cannot do a thing without his word. Everything that you see came from his word. You're living because of his word. That's that's his long hand to do anything, anything he wishes to accomplish. The only way God knows to do it is through his word. Speak it. That's the only way to get things done. For God, as far as God is concerned, the only way to get things done is to speak it. God doesn't go busy trying to do stuff. The only time he did that was he formed man, okay? But he already said, let us make man in our image before he formed man because this was something special. We were to be just like him and act like him, do things the way he does things, and we cannot forget that. That's why we emphasize the word, that's the most important thing in the universe. The Word of God. You know this scripture, and I'm going to bring it back to you. In jo- in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. So, before anything was, the Word already existed. The Word was before time. The Word was before And why is God telling telling us this? Because he wants you to know the importance of the word. Don't overlook the word. Don't argue with the word. The word was before you were. The word knows more than you'll ever know. He was there at the beginning. When there was beginning, the word was already there. That's what the scripture is saying here. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was God. The word, word, I don't know what that is, but it's a word. It was a being, a living being. He was there with God, and the word was God, a living being, filled with so much power. And he tells us he was in the beginning with God. Again, he's like repeating himself. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. So he told you that all things were made through him. And then he says to us, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In other words, you can't get anything done without the word. Everything is done because of the word. You know, in my book, I talked about language. Only spirit beings have language. Animals don't have language. I know we think they'll have language. I researched it. And one researcher says, look, you guys, stop all this stuff. Animals don't don't speak. They're not like man. Forget it. And he challenged them. He says, only man has language. In the whole universe, I mean our earth, only mankind has language. Because we were made in the image of God. And God gave us that to separate us. That's what separates us from the rest of them. We are spirit beings. Angels have language, they're spirit beings. Demons have language because they are spirit beings. And they understand the spiritual laws and the natural laws. And we should understand those laws as well. But what separates us from the rest of them on earth? Language. Words. Words. That's what made us just like God. And we are made in His image. And God uses words. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were made through Him. Notice, through Him. Through him, meaning God has the idea, but he can't get it done. He's got to pass it on to the word, and the word speaks it, and then the word, this, this stuff is done. That's the process. That's the process. You want to understand the process? God, through the word. That's why he says, go preach the word. Because until you preach the word, nothing happened nothing is gonna happen it's through the word but not you just speak preaching the word use the word in the, the bottom part of my message accept the word own the word let the word become part of your life own it even though you can't touch it. it is by faith own the word accept the word speak the word like it's part of your life And he'll transform, I don't care what it is in your life, that word is going to transform and give you peace. Whenever God needs to do something, he tells us, it's through the word. God wanted to heal. Look, Psalm, Psalm 107 verse 20 It was clear there. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destructions. So, who is them? That's us. We have a lot of things trying to destroy us. But the word of God is what God sends to deliver us. Can you get it? When God's going to de- he loves you. But if he wants to do something in your life, he can't do it except through his word. He sent his word and healed them is the same word that he sends to bring you finances. He's the same word that he'll send to deliver and help you with your marriage. Everything God does is his word. Now, why did God tell us this year? He's only interested in healing and deliverance? No. He is interested in every area of life. But he's telling us if he's going to do it, he has to send his word. Guess what he did? He sent his word. Jesus His final word. He sent his final word. He became a man. That tells you how important the word of God is. So important. Number two, the word is for fruitfulness. The word is for fruitfulness. If you read in the in Genesis, right after God created man, the first thing is the Bible says, and God blessed them, right? Saying, How did he bless them? He just didn't go, blessed. Well, that's good. He just be blessed. But then he has to say what he meant by bless, right? God blessed them, but he has to say exactly what he wanted. And so he said to them, the very first thing, the first words, man, man man and woman, what the first thing they heard was blessed. And guess what that meant? Be fruitful and multiply. That's what it is. And, And God hasn't changed his mind. Be fruitful. Be successful. Be fruitful. Replenish the earth. In other words, do well, do well on the earth. And that's possible if we believe the word and accept the word. I like it when I greet some people in our church here and they'll tell me I'm blessed and highly favored. I I say it again. <laughs> I want to hear it. I like to hear it. Because you believe it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you talk to me a lot about sickness, I know what you believe. That's what's coming out of your mouth. That's all you're saying. (laughs) Because Satan is manipulated and worked on your mind to the point where the word of God doesn't matter anymore. You're going by your feelings. And, And the way things are. The real thing. I'm going to tell you the way it is. I don't want to hear the way it is in your life. Let me hear what the Word of God says. Amen. That's what is real. The rest of them are not. We walk by faith and not by feelings. Not how you feel. You talk too much sickness will come to you. Your words bear fruit. The Word of God is for fruitfulness, and that's what the Word tells us. Is for fruitfulness. Let me show you in Isaiah 55. God tells us about. The nature of his word. I used to read that scripture and I thought God was just talking about it. But no, God's telling us his word is for fruitfulness. Every time. This is what he says. For as the rain comes down, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth birds. That's fruitfulness, right? The rain makes it. Whether the earth likes it or not, when the rain comes... And God, that's in the natural. God is saying, in the natural, you see it with your eyes. that's what happened when the rain comes. I've watched National Geographic, and everything is dry and it's like a desert, and then there's a few rain. it doesn't take too long, and before long, everything is green, because God spoke it then, and it's still working today. And God is telling us that's the way my word works. it's for fruitfulness. To change famine into plenty. That's the word. It begins to bud. That it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. Notice again, fruitfulness. uh, To meet your needs. And God says, so shall my word be. How? To give you bread. Amen. To meet your needs constantly. If you get rain, you're going to get some fruitfulness, right? It's going to be green when it rains. And the more of the word of God you have in it, the greener your life is. The less you have, the drier it is. We just don't come to church just to sit down. Let me tell you, the word is so powerful. Jesus said... The disciples didn't realize that. But Jesus said, you are clean because of the words I've spoken over your life. They didn't know that they were being cleansed. And they were being accepted by the Father just because they sat down and reasoned and listened to his words. They were cleansed. Before God, they were already separated from the rest of the world. They were cleansed. Those who didn't hear it, they had nothing to do with that cleansing. Came from heaven. Because the word came. It's, about, it's all about the word. It's all about the Word. That's why if you don't have a hunger for the Word, you've alienated yourself from God. Totally. We sh- people should be running to hear the Word and get excited about hearing what they, from the Word of God and saying, that's so true. My life is going, to be ch- is going to change right now. And because we are not excited about what God says to us from His Word, we have all these bots in the way. And like I often said, your bots in the way. Uh, and... Uh, God cannot reach out to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I shouldn't go there. (laughs) But that's what we do. We need to receive his word. And and, and get excited about it. That this is going to change. What use is it? To come to church and your life is still exactly the same. Because you haven't accepted the word. If you accept the word, it will change your life. He changed my life. I mean, overnight, just accepting, I heard over time, and then there was an evangelist that came, and I figured all these things that I've been hearing, all these things I studied in high school about God, and these things are true. As soon as I accepted them as true, I didn't want to go back to those things. I didn't want to do them anymore. They were completely gone from my life. I didn't dream of them. I wanted wanted to stay away from them. My joy diminished every time I thought about going back to that old life. Not just I was afraid of going to hell. This love was a better life. Amen. This is another kind of wine. Amen. So the word is for us. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. From his mouth to who? To you. To change your life. We have to accept the word. As many as received him, he gave power. We received the... How do you receive Christ? You don't see him. You receive his word. Embrace his word. And then he changes your life. Because the word is living. The word is alive. If we accept it, he changes our life. I don't need no motivational speaking. I mean, that's good. It may be for some. To draw them maybe closer to God. But when you take the word of God, and you put it in your heart, and you stay with it, the word is going to change your life. There is a place for everything. Amen. And thank God, there are men of God that know God's giving them gifts. They are able to inject the word into the lives of these people to the point where they finally realize, I need this Jesus. And then they go deeper. Amen. And that's their gift, and it's wonderful. We're one body. I don't believe any preacher preaches. I mean, preacher, the motivational speaking, that's go to Astrodome or server and pay some money. Preachers always, they want to get you to Jesus. Amen? That's what is important. So that's what the word says. So shall the words, my word be, that goes forth from my mouth. He's supposed to do something in your life. If he's not doing something in your life, maybe you have questions about the word. That's also one belief. You say, I'm confused about what it says. No, just say, I don't know if I believe that. You can't be confused reading the word of God. No. It's in English, okay? This is America. It's in English. If you say, I'm confused, it's not what is really is. What it means. It's what it says. Amen? And all you need to do is accept it. The word of God is for fruitfulness. That's what it says. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. It says when you do that, the word energizes your body to be able to do everything that is written in it that's the only way you can obey god read it so that you are able to do all that is written in it until you speak it agree with the word meditate is not to sit down like those uh gurus in india and they're uh, you know saying stuff no to meditate is to you say the words to yourself. Murder the words to yourself. That's all it says. Even in your head. And notice what the Bible says. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think. So just thinking about it, He's transforming your life. God says, you're thinking about that. I can do better than that. That's what he means. I can do better than that. But, you know, the trouble is we look at our own circumstances and we're wondering, I don't know how God's going to do this. That's not your business. You were not there when the, the earth was created, okay? So don't try to figure it out. Just accept what it says. This is serious matter. It's, it's, I, I think when we get to heaven and God opens our eyes, No wonder the Bible says God will wipe away all tears because (laughs) a lot of people are going to cry. I didn't know that I could have all of that. And have peace in my life. Because I saw this. Uh, But afterwards, he wipes away all tears and there will be no more crying. But some people will cry for a while, I'm saying. I don't know when we get there with this. But why would you wipe tears that don't exist? Right? So some people are going to have some tears. And I don't want to be among those people. I want to cry just a little, okay? Because I know I will probably not understand everything. I know I won't, but I want to understand as much as I could here. Amen. Search the scriptures. That's what Jesus said. For in them you think you have life, but He says those scriptures they testify of Me. He the word. He is the Word. Number three, God's Word holds the universe together. His words hold the universe together. Since God spoke the earth, the stars, They've been obeying him since then. No one is falling out of line. They still stay just like he spoke it. I don't think God thinks, I better uh, go exercise myself and have some more muscles so that the, the earth will continue to go around. No, he already spoke it into being. The word is holding your life together. You are alive because the word was spoken then. Let me read this scripture. I like to stay with scriptures. It's so important. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. So, God was the one speaking, but he wasn't speaking directly to the people. He was speaking through the prophets. And guess what? His words were being done. His words were good to the people, even though he came through prophets. I, I read in Samuel, 1 Samuel, the words of Samuel, the Bible said, Samuel, God never allowed any single word that he said, that Samuel spoke, to fall to the ground. In other words, if Samuel says to you, uh, tomorrow you will be with the Lord. Uh, Go get yourself together because you're going. It's over. And you can see how they were so scared of him when he was going into uh, Bethlehem to look for David to anoint. And and, and the people, all the elders came. (laughs) Is it peace? Is it peace? Are we in trouble because? He uh, says uh, it's, it's peace. Oh, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come in now. Welcome. That's the prophet words. If any word he spoke, God confirms. the inter- The interesting thing for me as a Christian, what baffles me, is Jesus said the greatest of them in the Old Testament. I still can't understand that when i look at us how flaky we have become you know i mean i'm not saying we okay so don't don't fight me okay i wonder i know jesus can't lie but uh, okay we are not willing to accept the word that's the problem that's the problem i said on sunday Maybe it Sunday. can't remember now. These all running together. But the, the, Jesus said, why were you so fearful at the storm? Where is your faith? He was expecting them to do it and let him alone so he can rest. He, he wanted them to speak to the storm. We can do these things in his name. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. In other words, Jesus has been appointed. He created all things, but everything is for him. And guess what the Bible says? We are joint heirs with him. He owns everything a- a- and joint heir is not like he has a lion's share and we have the rem- whatever was left. No, we are joint heirs together. We own these things together. All principalities, powers, dominions, all of them, he created them and the Bible says they were created by him and for him. He has all things. And Jesus announced to us, all power, if there is any power or authority anywhere in the universe, both in heaven and on earth, he's been given to me. I got all of them. And he is the head, and we are the branches. You don't walk to a vine and say, well, that's the vine. The other ones are just the branches. It's the vine. Amen? Amen? He's exactly divine. He has appointed him heirs of all things through whom, and then he tells you, through whom he made the worlds. So it's Jesus that God used, the word that he used. Again, we're sharing the same thing. He made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory. In other words, God's glory doesn't have any brightness except through the word. Hello. <laughs> There's not going to be light or brightness in your life without the word. No light without the word. That's why Jesus may declare, I am the light of the world." He's through the word. He's through the word. He, he is the brightness of his glory and is the express image of his person. And upholding how many things, all things that were created, all things, all things, upholding all things by the word of His power. So the power of God is seated in the word. Just you want the power of God is' in the word. You want to release the power of God, release the word. Everything is in the word. We we say so many things, but we don't say the word. Jesus was careful when he was here. He never said anything that was not the word. He only said what the Father gave him to say. Nothing else. No wonder. And Paul learned as well. He says, I come, I'm come. i coming to you, Corinthians. I don't want to know anything about you guys. All I want to know is Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, and him crucified. To make all things available to us. That's what it is. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Your life is being held together right now. Just as I'm looking at you, if it were not for the word of God, you just drop down and die. You are being held together by the Word. That's what he's saying. Upholding all things through the Word of his power. The earth, the universe, the stars, the moons, everything. They are being held together by the Word. And God has generously given us the Word. That will transform my life. All I need is, don't, no wonder that Paul in, in Ephesians... Chapter 1, he says, I pray for you constantly. I know of your love uh, uh, for God and for the saints. I know your love. uh, And I never cease praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know the hope of your calling. So we need to know that. There's so much hope to our calling that we really know. And usually when you're trying to step out, your Christian brothers and sisters, they're discouraging you. Well, I think you are taking it too far, brother. See, but the world says, yeah, I know that. I'll complete it for you. I know that scripture very well, but I still think you are taking it too far. You know, they used to say, (laughs) he's so heavenly minded and he's no earthly good. Have you heard that before? Now, it's like we are so (laughs) earthly-minded. Okay? Reverse it. That's what's happening now. Everything has to make sense. But that's not the way God's made it for us. He upholds all things by the word of his power. And I like this. He has purged our sins. In other words, he eradicated our sins. It's called. It is finished. You hear that? It is finished. He eradicated our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You know what that? What that says? When God created the earth, and after He created everything, guess what He had? And God rested on the. Seventh day he's called the Sabbath. Jesus rested. He finished the work. He's purged us from every sin. And he's seated at the Father's right hand. We don't have to be talking a whole lot about sin because that's not a part of our lives anymore. That's why Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. He's dead. He's been put away. Taken away by the word of God. So that's not my business anymore. It, no kind of addiction can get a hold of my life and keep me there because the sin has been put away. We're free in Jesus' name. God has also healed us. But sometimes we get tempted to be sick, right? <laughs> you know, I was reading t- today... Uh, maybe listening to something he says yeah, I think I've said this to Amy before sick people are the most selfish people in the world I know uh, what does that mean because they just lay there and everybody's serving them and pretty much they get used to it and if you don't do it they get mad you were supposed to come and see me in the hospital and you didn't come. How come you didn't come? Well I had I had I had to do a few errors. Yes, so that was more important than me in the hospital. Yeah. First time I heard that I said, I don't think this preacher knows what he's thinking talking about. But then I realized I thought about it and I said, Oh yeah, he knows what he's talking about. He's right. He's very right. God's so good. And we can stay with the word. Number four. The word is a living being. The word is a living being. I need to read this scripture because it's so important. Something here. Because my time is almost gone. But the word is a living being. The Bible tells us very clearly um, In the beginning was the Word. We talked about that. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things. So now, all things were made by Him. Not by it. By Him. He's a being. He's a person. He's a living being. And in the Old Testament, the the prophets would say, The Word was given to me, and I ate it. It was bitter. And then, you know, the Word of God. That's what it is. A living being. I don't understand all of those uh, symbolisms. But... The word of God is a person. Hebrews 4, beginning from verse 12, it says, for the word of God is living. In other words, the word of God is alive. Let me tell you what what else is alive. The blood of Jesus is a living being. The blood speaks. The blood is the life of God. You can't kill the life of God and Satan doesn't want to be around his presence. So when you plead the blood, Satan says, I'm out of here. It's too hot. That's what it is. The word of God is living and powerful. Again, we're talking about power and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it's a dishonor of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And it says, and there is no creature, so we're talking about the word, not it, but there is no creature hidden from his sight, the sight of the word of God. The word of God has eyes. The word of God has feelings. Every time you reject the word of God and argue with the word of God in church, guess what? You hurt him. He's a living being. He says he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And he said, "What does that mean? Why is he discerning and looking at the thoughts and the intents of our heart?" If you read in Psalm one thirty nine, verse twenty three and twenty four, he says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart." Search me, O God, and know my heart. He says, try me and know my anxious thoughts. Try me and know the thoughts of anxiety that I have. You know, anxious thoughts. If you're anxious, you may not understand. That stops God. You don't understand. That's a try. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any bad ways in me. So the word of God has to reveal that. See if there is any hurtful way inside me. So the only word, it's only the word that can really search your heart and let you know things are not the way they are supposed to be. And you can turn that, you can adjust yourself a little bit. That's what Jesus said in in Matthew 13. He says, they'll hear the word and understand and turn and I shall heal them. So you understand because the word gives you understanding. He reveals, he puts light to what's going on in your heart. Tells you your anxious thoughts, your fears. Read Psalms 34. Talks about that a lot. He says, you call upon God, he hears and he delivers you from all of your fears. You know, those fears, they are bigger than our problems. You know, they won't let you sleep at night. And Satan keeps ministering to you and telling you, uh, it, it starts a little and before long, you're crying. And no one is beating you. Because Satan is ministering to you. But the word of God can search that. And you can know what's bugging you. And then it also gives you wisdom. To get out of that, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. As you choose, you this is what's going on. This is Satan ministering to you, bringing these thoughts of anxiety. And then the word of God, as you go in, faith rises up in you, and then you can stand. And even though you feel weak, you can say, as the scripture says, "Let the weak say, I am strong." The problem is still there, but you're saying, "The Lord is my shepherd." I shall not want. That's what it is. The word will discern for us. You know, if you read in 1 John, John was talking about it, it seems like he was so excited. He says, That which was in the beginning, which our eyes have seen, our hands have handled, of the word of life. That's the word of life. John, the apostle, they were excited. The word of God that was in the beginning, that created all things, became a man. We saw him with our own eyes. And we were able to even touch him. And and when, when we had the Lord's Supper, I was leaning on the word. Amen. Transform the man's life. And he says, that word is what we are presenting to you guys. So that you may believe. And your lives will be changed as well. The word was there from the very beginning. It's a living being and can transform anything. Amen? That's enough tonight. Stand up. <laughs> okay. Next week, I will continue with this. God gave us his word to work for us. Amen? That's what he did. He gave us his word to work for us. If you read in John chapter 6, the disciples, the, the people were looking for Jesus to eat bread. They said, what must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, this is the works of God. That you believe in him whom he has sent. Believe in the word. You can not see Jesus now, but believe in the word. That's the works of God. And as you believe in the Word, the Word, the Word of God will work for you. Amen? And we're going to talk about how we make the Word of God work for us. Would you lift your hands up tonight and, and just welcome God's Word. And, and present yourself before the Word. And ask the Word to search you. To know your anxious thoughts. To free you from all of those. Because God is about doing that. He loves us so much. Let me say something. I have something that's telling me. There's somebody here. You're putting yourself down too much. God says you need to stop doing that. You were made in his image. You don't curse what God is blessed. Stop saying those things about yourself. And ask God to help you change that way of thinking. That's not good for you. It's offensive to the father. He loves you. But quit doing that to your life. And say, just like with David, the Lord is my shepherd. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I'll never leave you. He's there with you and will comfort you. Father God, we thank you for your presence here tonight. Your word is gone forth. And your word tells us in Isaiah 55, the word will never return to you void. But will accomplish everything. Lord, your word is working right now in the hearts of your people. Their lives are being transformed, their understanding being transformed. And Lord, they are rising up in faith. Thank you, Father, for the manifestations of your word in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said,